Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Thank God for this beautiful Tuesday here in Haltom City, Texas. I woke up this morning, looked out the window, and saw the beautiful sun shining. So we thank God. We had a storm here two weeks ago now. Didn't bring good news, but it brought greater news when God turned the storm and cut it short. So I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful that God has given me a voice to be able to lift him up, to be able to give him glory. And I pray that your Tuesday has been a blessing thus far and that for the rest of the day, you will be a blessing to others. I was meditating on this morning, thinking on the word of God. And thinking on God's goodness and his grace and his mercy. I think on that often because coming from a background where I was not raised in church, came from a pretty volatile home. Um, Typical, typical center home. Nothing strange, nothing new. But it was pretty traumatic at times. And I think about the many people that are searching and hoping for something better in life. But they're hoping for something better from all the wrong places. And I look at that and I think, That once upon a time, that was me. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for acceptance in all the wrong faces. Until the Lord revealed himself to me. I know often most people try to say that, well, I found the Lord. You know, and that makes a good song. I used to love that song. It said, you know, I cried and I cried until I found the Lord. But in reality, God was there all the time. I just had no clue what he looked at, what he looked like, or what he expected or what he wanted from me. And because I had no clue, I walked in darkness for many years. But yet from time to time, I felt a drawing to go to church and I would go with different friends to church. Um, We started out, my mother started out trying to uh, become more active um, in the Catholic Church because they were already professing Catholics, but not practicing Catholics. And so, my first adventure out to church with my mom was going to the, the community Catholic Church. God is awesome because... In the process of that, even though I did not, um, I discerned right away. I, you know, I didn't know it was discernment at the time as a child, but that was not the place for me. And uh, due to a lot of other opposition um, towards my mom, she ended up not continuing going there. And. Um, I, I look back on those days and I think about 
how God has led me around so many obstacles, led me around so many traps, led me around even death traps um, that God would warn me of in dreams. You know, I often hear people, I've heard people in the past say a lot that God doesn't talk to sinners or he doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. If he didn't hear a sinner's prayer, he wouldn't hear anybody's prayer. Because the word of God says all, not some, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin is simply to miss the mark. If you picture a bullseye and you're supposed to aim at the center of that bullseye and you miss the mark, that's sin. So God in his infinite wisdom has loved us perfectly. He leads and guides us even when we are not aware that we're being led by him. So God was leading me in dreams and would warn me ahead of time. I was, uh, my my uh, past marriage was uh, very abusive, uh, verbally abusive and physically abusive. I went through a lot in that relationship. The enemy literally tried to kill me in that relationship or drive me out of my mind. Um, but God, in the midst of all of that, God kept me in the midst of growing up in a home where my mother and my father fought all the time. Um, God kept me even through that. Oftentimes I try to encourage people to live a peaceable life amongst their children because through a volatile home, The enemy comes to drive your children out into the street. Everybody wants peace, no matter how old they are. And your children want peace, and they need a peaceable place to be. So if you're in a volatile relationship, you really need to pray and ask God for direction. I don't tell people to stay. I don't tell them to go. But I tell them God wants you to live. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. You're leaving the literal shed blood of Jesus on the table and sacrificing yourself for someone who needs salvation just like you. Sometimes we have to let people go in order for them to be able to open up to Jesus themselves, for them to come to know who the Lord is. We have a lot of women that have been successful in this hour many more than years ago a lot of women stayed in abusive relationships because they had no place to go there weren't shelters like there are today and and programs you know for women to get a new start on life to help anybody out so they stayed and put up with the abuse because many of them some of them were uneducated and uh, had a lot of kids and uh, so they stayed in relationships like that My situation, I stayed in quite a while because I had no help. My mother passed away when I was 22 years old and I had to, I had to, to, um, I had four children and I had to wait for God to prepare a place for me and to prepare provision. So I began to, to seek and search and began to cry out and God began to open himself and began to reveal himself. One day I was at work 
and I heard, and, and I'm kind of skipping and jumping through my testimony this morning. And I pray that this will help someone. Um, share it with someone that you know is going through, who needs confidence to know that they can begin again. And that God has not commanded them to stay in an abusive relationship. He's a good father. No father wants their daughters or their sons to be in broken, abusive relationships. This is the reason why he allowed Moses to have the writ of divorcement. I know somebody said, well, what kind of faith do you have? You're not going to pray for it to be done. I'm going to pray, but I'm going to pray from a safe place for me and my children. Too many women, if you knew the statistics, come up dead or come up crippled and maimed and lame from trying to stay in the midst of a storm and put out a fire that they never even started. And they don't have the equipment to know how to put it out. These people that come into your life had those storms raging before they ever got to you. Sometimes there were red flags. Sometimes they weren't because there are people who are passive aggressive. And by them being passive aggressive, that means they seem peaceable for a long time. But when they burst out, it can become very volatile. Um, so we have different types of abuse as well. You have emotional abuse, mental abuse, and then physical abuse. Oftentimes, mental and emotional abuse can be worse than physical abuse. If you're being hit, it becomes very obvious that you've been hit. And the average person will look at that and, and pretty much tell you right away, you need to leave. You need to get to a safe place for you and your children. But if you're being emotionally manipulated, and that's abuse, in other words, you see what's going on, you know the evidence is there that things are not right, that they're being unfaithful. Um, you know that that uh, the money's being taken out of the account, but they manipulate you and try to make you think that you didn't balance the, the checkbook right, um, that you didn't put a check in or you bought something and you know that you did not buy it. Um, that's mental abuse and emotional abuse. Because most of the time you're going to become frantic and you're going to almost start thinking that maybe I do have a problem. Maybe I do have a mental problem. Because they're trying to make you think that you don't see what you see and that you don't know what you know. So, oftentimes, as I said, mental and emotional abuse can be much worse than physical abuse. Because it's not obvious. You have to be strong in the Lord. You have to know that you know that you know what you know. And not be shaken and not be moved by what the person is saying. And what they're gaslighting, as they say today, they're gaslighting. Trying to make you not see or believe what you see. I went through that for several years. And God began to open up and reveal. God began to use the other people that were involved to begin to talk. God is awesome. He knows just what to do. Before you, because most of the time, I'm going to back up a minute, because most of the time, 
what you're feeling, the suspicions you feel. Now, there are suspicions that are just just there because of maybe what you suffered before. But when they are real, it's not that situation that you're pretty much kind of like um, pretty close to PTSD, you know, from going through previous abusive relationships and so forth, even if, if you were abused as a, as a child coming up. Um, if that's not the case with you and you keep getting these feelings and you keep seeing these signs and seeing these movements that are there, um, then you know that what you're feeling, that is God shining the light. God's giving you a heads up. He's telling you to beware and to be wise because in certain situations, you cannot even reveal at a certain time that you know that you know that you know sometimes God will tell you you wait till the evidence comes up there will be evidence so I went through that and God brought me out brought me out with a high hand and I thank the Lord I thank the Lord for it praise God and brought me out without a guilty conscience and, um, you know, oftentimes people think that try to tell you that you didn't do enough New messages received um, from in order to um, in order to um, try to work your marriage out um, to try to make things right. But only you and God know how far you can go. And God will never allow you to be overtaken beneath a load of care and abuse. Now, I hope today that someone will listen and that you will be free and that you will be wise. Jesus came to set the captive free. And I'm a true believer in setting people free from manipulative abuse, whether it be in the natural or whether there even be spiritual abuse. One of the big things about being married um, to a person who is supposed to be born again, um, even in ministry sometime, is that they know how to use the scripture on you. And it reminds me of the same thing that Lucifer did to Jesus when he came off the 40-day fast and he was on the mount. And while he was on the mountain, Satan used scripture. He didn't use temptation. He took him to the top of the pinnacle to see everything that the world had had. And, and it was so funny when you really think about it because um, Jesus, the word says that everything that was created was created by Jesus. So Jesus already knew what was here. So he was trying to sell him his own goods. And Jesus went through it with him. He used the scripture and said, oh, the angels are, are, to get, are going to uh, take charge over you lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And sometimes... You can stay in relationship way too long. God has given you freedom to go. He has given even provided a place for you and your children. And even if you don't have children, he's, he's provided a place for you. And you keep choosing to stay. That can be a problem. It can come to a point to where it can even be deadly. And so I want to encourage you that you use wisdom. The Bible says, be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Use wisdom. Let God give you a plan of escape and even let those that that um, know how to be discreet help you that, that, that God sends to you 
um, to help you get that plan of escape made. And before we go today, I want you to know that the Spirit of the Lord says, I'm giving you release today. This is your confirmation. I came to set the captive free. And now I'm sending my messenger to let you know that you're free. You're free to go. And I will provide for you. Father, we thank you today. And I give you praise and honor and glory. I thank you, Father God, because we have means today to reach the unreachable, to reach the shut-in, to reach those, Father God, that are far off. I pray, Father God, that as these words and the testimony, glory to God, go forth, and that it's shared among those that will need it, I pray, Father God, that their hearts will take on courage, that their hearts will be strengthened, that plans will begin to fall in place for them. Father God, doors will begin to open for them. Some in other states, God said, yes, yes, yes. Even some to other states. Because the the, the, the level of abuse is high. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God said he's providing a place even out of, a, out of state. You've already talked to this person. And God said, accept the invitation. Accept the invitation as long as it's not someone who is trying to start up a relation, a premature relationship with you. God says, accept the, accept the invitation. Don't be too proud. God said, when you get there, a door of employment will open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, protect them. Protect all of their belongings. Give them guidance. Send them help all along the way. Open doors, Father God, that they can't even see. Father, we thank you for it. We give you praise. And we honor you today. In the name of Jesus, be free and walk in the liberty for a new beginning that God is preparing just for you. If God is for you, he's more than all the world against you. Shalom.